Hey, Aircraft here, and today on the Empowering Process podcast, I get to have a nice, beautiful discussion with Grace Mosgeller. Grace and I talk about her experience, my experience as a leader and connecting with your intuition and the different archetypes and um, her experience, near-death experience, which brought her to her awareness as to what her purpose is in this life. She's a beautiful woman. I know you'll love this discussion. Join me now as we listen to Grace Mosgeller chat with me on the Empowering Process podcast. You're listening to the Empowering Process podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Craft. Hello, everybody. This is Gail Craft from the Empowering Process podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And I have with me Grace, and make sure I get this right, it's Grace Mosgeller. Is that correct? You got it. That's right. <laughs> so Grace is, um, she's an angel. She is a gifted soul purpose coach and energy healer who specializes in empowering women entrepreneurs to show up authentically in mind, body, and spirit and optimize their peak performance so they can solidly or solidify, I should say, their expanded <laughs> business and personal vision with simplicity and ease. I always say with grace, <laughs> but so that would be with you, Grace. So welcome, Grace. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's fantastic. So I do want to say um, one of the things that you talked about with me was um, the shift that you made in trusting your brain um, and ego, or actually letting it go and trusting spirit. And I want to talk a little bit about that because so many people, <laughs> such a huge undertaking. So many people don't understand. Um, there's, we're raised to suppress our intuition and rely on um, beliefs that are downloaded into us and our ego. And with that in mind, um, we forget who's talking to us, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, who's talking to us? Yes, that external validation, and it's just that whole. This is how you play the game and win. This is how you achieve, and this is how you survive. And we're just entrained in that, and that works for a while, right? And you can jump through hoops, and achievers achieve, winners win, and but sometimes there's an emptiness. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually. I mean, yes. You, like you, you keep it cheating and winning. You're like, well, okay, I've done this before. <laughs> and that's so there's right. an emptiness or it's um, you get worn out and your body gives out somehow. Right. You get worn out. Um, you get stressed out. It's all talk a little bit about some of, of my experience. So I was I'm one of those people who mm. I can set a goal. You know, and my first time that I realized that I could achieve a goal, I was 
I think 25 um, mm -hmm. and working in this organization and, you know, my boss says, what's your five-year goal? And I looked at him, I said, to have your job, right? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> in two years, I get a call, he's fired and I'm offered his job, right? <laughs> I had a schedule. <laughs> uh, that's the thing about setting a goal. And so what happened though? I mean, I stepped into it. It was amazing. I was so successful. And then I sat there and I went, well, now what? I'm like 29 now, right? And I achieved what's, what is dreaming anyway? What's, yeah. what's this anyway? Right. And so that I think is what happens to us when we, and, you know, of course I set more goals and I achieved them and set more goals and I achieved them. And, and, and I, and I didn't like where I landed. I landed on the board of directors of a big insurance company thinking this is awful. <laughs> right? right. But it's what we're supposed to do. Right. And it's got, you have quote the power, which is what is an achievable thing, something to win. But actually, what, you know, true power, true power comes from the heart, comes from the soul. And because it's the power that fulfills. You know, that's funny that you said that because the book that I just grabbed to review again. Power versus force. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that right? is it. Right. Yep. True power yep. is love. And, but it's such an oxymoron. So like I'm a soul purpose coach and I work with, um, uh, the the personalities of the soul, um, and, and then there's five of them, five main, and then and then everybody's got like a little bit of all of them, uh, leaders especially, and um, so a leader is a quality of a soul, so is a winner, a team player, um, a very creative person, and um, the the super sensitive types, and so but a, a charismatic leader also has a big part of them is super sensitive, right? And well, they have to be in tune. They have to be in tune. Like, well, they need that to die for a cause. Because, you know, you think about it, true leaders back in the day, they, they went to war, right? Or they, they their whole essence of being was to support their community, to be sure their, their community was protected and well taken care of. I mean, the good ones, right? And, um, but, um, their job is always coveted because it had that power. Right. And, but, and, and this is, this is, I love that you're bringing this up. This is the lie that is wrapped around the truth. Always. <laughs> always. Um, so what was my key to success? Every place that I worked is as a leader, I had two main jobs in my eyes. Whatever my individuals in my team needed, they got. Whether it's personal, professional, whatever, if I saw it, they got it. And no one touched my team. Ooh. I stood I like a warrior, right? Like, like, like with the sword in the ground. I stood between. They had their job to do, and they were not going to be messed with, right? Awesome. Um, they had to come. I was the gatekeeper. Those were my two jobs. And they, I always had the team that everyone else, no matter what organization I was in, wanted. Good for you. While I got the, the rejects from other managers. They would call and say, I can't handle so-and-so. I'll take them. I'll train them. 
yeah. how come they succeeded with me, but not with you? Because your ego got in the way. Right. And I didn't even know what I was doing. So let's talk about that. I love that you're bringing this up. Well, yeah. So um, if I was to analyze it forensically, <laughs> it would be that you're the, this part of you that's super sensitive came through and you led with that, which is uh, the higher self. Well, yes, the higher self part of your leader. But a lot of leaders don't like to expose that vulnerable part that shows you care because um, it there's a perception and, you know, some people can take advantage of it unless you've got that rock solid warrior boundary around yourself. Like you described, it says, don't touch me. I, I, I hear me roar. Right. But, but you, and, and, and all that happens when you really drop down into your heart and you really connect with your heart. And um, there's a lot of compassion and understanding involved. And there's a lot of um, trust and acceptance involved. And that's not easy for a leader because like I said, you know, over lifetimes, over generations, like the whole archetype in our world, leaders are always attacked. They're always criticized. They're always pulled apart. But here's and the thing. When you're a leader who trusts your team, oh, who invests just, in your team, for you. they'll die for you. They, they did they offered time and time again to throw themselves on the train track for me. Yes. Because they saw that I threw myself on the train track for them. Right. And, 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 and. So the, the, um, a leader who's unconscious really loves that, right? A leader of walking room, they want everybody to do what they say. They want them to, they want to, you know, that's the unconscious leader. Right. And, and that's what, that's what happens a lot in relationships is there's a, the people give and give and give, they don't get anything back. And so then they're feeling resentful and there's pushback and there's resentment. And then this team synergy falls apart, whether it's in your family and romantic and personal relationships or the team at work. Well, that's interesting because when you're giving with expectations, are you really giving? <laughs> that's the i call that the hidden agenda right, <laughs> right? The, the hidden you, because you're not well that's when you go for purpose right and that's what team is all about is the common goal that everybody's already bought into right that becomes not the hidden agenda but the agenda the agenda um i had a meeting one time and i had i had at 1.3 teams that i was managing and i had two of them in the same meeting because i had to share common information and i just didn't want to do it twice right um and then the larger team um, had some imaging issues that they needed to resolve i did not say hey guys, you're not showing up. I actually said, so this is happening and this is happening. What do you think the perception might be, right? And so I was asking questions and I was eliciting their feedback. And by the time I was done, we had a list of things that maybe the team could work on and they volunteered and jumped in and left. So the other team was in there observing okay. and, they, and they went, wow, you're good. And I said, you don't think I do this with you? Right? Of course I do. Because it's not up to me to solve the problem. Right? And it may not be a problem. 
it might be my perception that it's a problem, right? It's up to you to, to let me know what you're seeing out there and what you think you can do. And then you're successful. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, so how did you what was it that happened with you um, that you came into this world um, of coaching as an entrepreneur with the the agenda of having women shift um, from trusting their brain and their ego to tapping into their intuition and actually knowing that what that feels like and then leaning into it? Um, well, because the uh, first half of my life up to age 40, I was brain dominant and I didn't know who I was because my well-meaning parents who were super successful, high winners, big achievers, big winners, high achievers, said that wrong, um, and very impactful in the community, in the world, um, saw, you know, and they were also survivors of um, the Great Depression and the, the World Wars and the Korean War. So they saw that anything other than, you know, fitting in this box, doing the right thing, jumping through these hoops and um, is, the, is the key to success. And so they basically unknowingly force fed myself into that. It's not that I would never have done it, you know, but if they were like you and say, you know, ask me questions. <laughs> well, believe me, I didn't do that at first. As a leader, I did. As right, a leader, yeah. I did. Right. But, and so I came out not knowing who I was because I was the good girl I followed and I did exactly what they said. And anytime I had an opinion, they said, no, you don't want that. You want this. And after, you know, like your formative years growing up, you don't know who you are, but you don't know, you don't know who you are until things don't work. And that's what started me on the path of personal growth and development. And uh, the things that didn't work, of course, were um, nobody liked me at work um, and uh, my family didn't follow me. They were resistant. I'm like, what? why aren't you following me? <laughs> and um and, and so I dug into that why, and I just started peeling the, you know, the, the beliefs, the emotions off one little thing at a time, but it wasn't until I understood this concept of soul, um, and the personalities and the higher self, the lower self, and, um, the power archetypes and the consciousness of the chakras where the negative attachments are, and then the higher self that I really began to understand number one, who am I, why am I here? And then really, there's no words, there's no price that you can put on how you could you feel. But the hardest part of all of that was trusting my heart, letting go of my brain and trusting my heart and really being vulnerable. And I'm really good at that because I did it. And uh, when I opened my heart, it opened slowly at a time. And anyway, Thank God it did. Mine blew open. Did it? I, did you, I thought did I was having a heart attack. Um, yeah, so I'll quickly tell the story. <laughs> yeah. but I, So I'll make it quick. Um, so I went through many iterations of aha-ness, of facing myself and, and whatever. Well, well, and this was like, is. this was, yeah, it's not a one-stop shop, guys. Um, no. So this was the big one, though. And, um, you know, this the story doesn't matter, but I found myself on the couch in my living room thinking I was having a heart attack. It hurt so bad. And I and I knew I had a choice, call 911 and they would put a pacemaker on 
or figure out what was going on in my life that I was not listening to the lesson so badly that the universe was pounding in my heart. And when I transitioned and transformed and understood what story I kept replaying and why, right? And, you know, the why doesn't really matter. It's really facing the pain and loving the inner child, right? When I faced that, my heart literally opened up. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where my, you can't yeah. buy that. You can't, buy no, that. you you can't buy that. Right. And so many people, they hear our stories about the pain, the pain know. for the gain. Right. Um, and they're afraid of the pain. And I have to tell you the pain of opening up that heart it's was so good. much better than the pain of living the way I was living before that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what transforms. And so um, I, the, the, the steps beyond that, because I thought, oh, that's the end, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, the steps beyond that was, okay, now that I'm trusting my heart, do I really believe it, you know, and, and so and that's how I use the energy of the or the consciousness of the chakra systems. So like, um, just for example, like you take a betrayal that happens in your tribe, whether it's at home or at work or whatever, you know, organization. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. And then it comes up and you're like, it's unfair. So then it comes up into your second chakra and it's, you, you're like angry. And so you either suppress it and, t- you know, and take it on your own or you, you um, plot revenge or you want to give it back to them. But those aren't really empowering things, but that's what we're taught. Those are the options. But there's a third where you come up to the third chakra, you voice your anger to yourself and you kind of go, what did I really deserve? And that that's your power because that's when you can like really tap into that quote inner feeling that's loud when you, when you're connected with it and then you self-validate and that's when you start to um, put up self-respecting energetic boundaries and uh, there's forgiveness involved and compassion understanding. And then there's a step beyond that is then you got to like truly believe it in yourself moving forward as a peak performance person, right? Because you need that every level that you go. And um, it's when you open your heart, your seventh chakra opens up to the divine and the divine can come in and finally say, yay, now you get to see me, see yourself. I've been knocking on the door. (laughs) I've been knocking on the door. And, but then you get to see it too. And you know, they say seeing is believing. So here you've got in your lower self, you know it by feeling it. And then in your higher self, you know it by seeing it, seeing it. So you integrate that. And that's when you're one. That's when you're aligned. That's when you're with your soul and nothing can stop you. And you can be that warrior like Miss Gail with her. <laughs> so, so, so I would share a brief, or a brief, uh, I have ahas almost daily. It's like, it's yeah. always a lesson, always a lesson. And this, <laughs> right. And this one, but, but I'm listening. So you don't have to give me a heart attack for the lesson. Right. <laughs> and, and so this one, you know, um, I've, I've recently had an, an experience where, you know, I, I, I was in the hospital, um, not a problem. And a friend of mine, before going in, she said, you you battle you you know you battle with those nurses you battle with those doctors and i wasn't feeling that right um but i knew that she was fighting on my behalf 
And so I gave her energetically permission to be my warrior. Hmm. Right. And so that gave me a completely different perspective on other people's emotions that may not align with mine. But if I can look from their perspective, why are they feeling this? It's usually defending me. It's for, it's for me. Yeah, when right? you battle, you battle for something, not right? against. Right? And yeah. so if I give them permission, but they don't have to come into my energy sphere because it's not mine. Wow, how powerful is that? Well, that's like um, working together. Yes. Right? It's having your differences for the same common goal. Well, that's the collective energy. <laughs> that's the collective energy. There's more than one yes. energy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. I yep. love it. Yeah. So, so once you work with someone, you know, like Grace, white, like Gail, um, and understand how to tap into your power and everyone's different right? And so there isn't a program, right? There isn't a process. I mean, there are processes, but we need to find out which one works for you. Um, When you get there, right? It is living in a miracle all day long, right? And I don't know about you, Grace, but I still have someone who is, is at another level that I tap into every once in a while to kind of get my bearings straight again, right? Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was talking to him and I'm, I'm like, oh my God, the universe is downloading. And then I'm like, listen, guys, I'm in the fifth dimension. I can only do so much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was like, <laughs> and his response was stop resisting. Yeah. Oh my God. Whoa. Um, Whoa. So right? I, I hear you. Like I'm a, I'm a black belt in jujitsu and I'm working on the upper boards and it's all, it's spirituality. It's just, yeah, it's all spiritual. and it's like, I'll go into the void and, um, then, you know, they, they, they talk about no mind, right. And, and it's, it's exactly that. It's like, we are one and, and, and moving from within the void and just moving without thinking about it, which is no resistance. Well, there's no thing. So, you know, I just came out, I just came out with a book, right? Journey to Enlightenment. And in that book, you know, I talk about the Kabbalah patterns on the trestle board and the tree of life. And I touch on the void, which is here in our body, as well as there, right? But here in our body. And here and then out, at least that's what I, that's the beginning where our meridians come from, right? That section go with that well let me assimilate that keep going okay 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 so yeah so so assimilate it because the that it's like the little nexus there and um in the the book i talk about how the void which is the no thing right is is where all things everything are possible (laughs) and then it gets moved with intention and that's why it's so cool you know and so that's where self-sabotage comes in is we're jumping through hoops trying to do this external thing so our intentions are um external directed and that's what wears ourselves out and that's what provides that emptiness but when we go into the no thing right (laughs) we're going to nothing but seems like an oxymoron because it's everything and from that place which for me is a big feeling of 
expansive joy and um I just I, there's no words for that and you put intention behind that so the no thing is like the quiet this, right yes it's like very... you're listening to the quiet but there's right. um there's presence in the quiet Ab- absolutely um i explain to my to my guru that i work with um sage guru whatever you want that my concept when i started working really writing about the void was i work with people on the universal law of polarity mm-hmm. so here it's we go spots in the middle in color crayons yeah. black is no thing, no color. White is all color, all things. And people understand that. Okay, so you take you as no thing and all things. But it is it is all the same. So it's not a line. So I took the line and he's he laughing at me, right? I took the line and I connected it and made a circle. And then I took the circle and twisted it and made infinity. Yeah. And that's, and that's our meridians. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. That's like so creative. I love how you did that. Right. Right. But it's like taking it and asking questions. And that's really what we want to do. Right. Is don't take things at face value because we've been programmed and, you know, not, with any ill intent, although that's not true in some cases, yes, um, in order to control and manipulate uh, um, the masses, but we have free will and we have the power to say, well, what does that mean to me? Yeah. Right. And, and is this truth for me? And the truth for me today may not be the truth for me tomorrow. Depending upon your awareness. Right. Right. Well, the, um, the um the higher self lower self in in your body you know just coming back to where more, more people are no not a lot of people are out in the void yet <laughs> yeah. they're getting there they're, they're getting, getting there. there more and more are getting there but um so but we can talk about the higher self and lower self so the lower self is typically the stuff that we want to hide you know, that we're ashamed of and whatnot, but oh, shame and guilt, man. Oh my gosh. But there's a lot of power in that. And then once you integrate it with your higher self of the, your lower self qualities, like for me, I had in my heart, a destroyer, um, you know, destroyed relationships. And I was so ashamed of that. I sequestered myself away. I wasn't, I didn't go out in public mm-hmm. because I, every time I talked to somebody, I just ripped them apart. It was like, ah, which wasn't me. But, and so once I finally accepted, yes. And then I opened to, well, what's my higher self qualities of the destroyer. And then I recognized, oh, I'm a dragon. I have this dragon heat. I have breath that I'm destroying negative beliefs, um, destroying truth that are not um, truth, right? Right. right. You dark. redirect that energy. Yeah. And so you take that lower self energy that's you've, you've hidden, but when you hide it, it takes energy to hide it. It wears yourself out. 
Right. And then you're, and your passion's gone and you can't express, you know, you've got all these like, like uh, blocks, you put yourself in a cage around yourself. Yes. And, and it's so exhausting. then you open yourself up and you go, oh, I am f- like what we mentioned before, I will fight for my destroyer will murder the bad, you know, and, it, and I say that in loose connotations, you know, I don't think that's the right word. There's but. no, right. But language is very limiting, yes. right? Yeah. Right. I yeah. love the fact that you use lion, I mean, a dragon as a simile. Um, yeah. My dragon showed up in 2013 in the desert of um, 29 Palms. And it was amazing. And I've been a dragon rider ever since. <laughs> Tell me about your dragon. That sounds interesting. Uh, um, so it was uh, the, the spring solstice and full moon. Um, and I'm in the middle of the desert where this vortex is everywhere. And um, there were four of us, four women. And so we made a, a quad and we honored north, south, east and west at the apex of the full moon. And then, yes, and then went back to sleep. And so after doing that powerful exercise, um, I went back to, to bed. And I, when I'm at the time, my favorite place to meditate was at this beach setting. So I'm like, yeah, let me go to the beach. So I'm at this beach setting and the dragon comes out of the sand underneath me. And we, yes, and, and it was such an experience. And I've always had a phoenix. I've always had the phoenix. So I'm like, well, this is very interesting. So that weekend, I was at a, a woman's um, event. It was really for women empowerment. And we did a, a dance to music that varied with our eyes closed, right? And so I have the dragon on one side and the phoenix on the other. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> right? And a lion shows up. <laughs> and I, right? And this is, so guys, this is what happens when you allow your imagination to to go with the flow. And I looked at the lion. I said, well, you're not my totem and you're not, but you can come dance with us. You're welcome to come. But I know that you don't belong to me, right? And so he, she did. At the end, the woman who was facilitating this event brought up a goddess card that represented the music we were dancing to. And that goddess had a lion. <laughs> and I'm like, that's who you were. Right. And so you liked how you were dancing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. It was was enjoying the energy. And you know, what does all of this mean? You know, it really means why are we here? We're here to dance and play. Yeah. We're here to that's experience. Awesome. We're here for joy. We are lighten and up. And lighten up. And to serve and to help each other. And rise each each other other up. But serve from joy, you know, it's like like to serve with love, not to serve with love, to serve with love. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That that happens when you just start really starting to trust your heart and and having those heart attacks is not saying that because I had a couple of them too. Um, Mine was, I, I was, I think I was like um, processing some rape thing or something and I knew it was going to be deep and um because oh my cat came and just sat right on my heart yeah and then I started feeling it and I called my boyfriend over and I go well um can you just check my pulse you know I think I'm all right you know my blood pressure and I was fine but it, it, it felt exactly like a heart attack right but um 
I'm not saying don't call 911 if that happens to you, but (laughs) (laughs) but, but then the way out is through, right? You have to like, and so, so the, the other really super big benefit of quote, going into the void, going into your heart, going into that place of peace is that that is the power that melts everything that causes your self-sabotage that gets in the way of intimacy, of romance, of peak performance. And it's, that's the true power. Like pick up that book again, power versus force, you know, it, that's it. It's the power is the light and the force is what worked before, but we're evolving past that as, as a human species. Right. Right. And you know, and I mean, if if you know anything about David Hawkins, I mean, that man should have died quite, you know, long before he did. And you know, the only thing that really worked for him on him was his brain, and he spent a lot of time in the power section of his of his his sphere, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty amazing man. So, um, so you entered into how did you? transition from um, being the person that you knew wasn't you and you didn't like. I mean, I literally told myself that I didn't like who I was and it was time to change, right? Is that how you did it? Uh, uh, Yeah, I looked in the mirror and went, I don't like you very much and I'm surprised you have friends. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if I I had those words, I probably would have, that was a motivation, one of them was mostly that I wanted to be closer with my children mm-hmm. and um, that was the big motivation because you know I, I did to them what was done to me because I didn't know any any different that's and, what ancestral you know yeah, is all about is. yeah so you, you get to clean up and down that whole lineage line seven yeah. generations and I did all the I did the whole family and you know the cool thing like in your mind's eye um I I had my whole family tribe around and it was like Yay! Like, not in the physical plane, so like in the spiritual plane. But when we were all there together, it was just like one big bundle of love. But um, so you were going to ask me, how did I do this? Yes. How, how did, did you make this shift? How did I make the shift? A little at a time. Yeah. And um, there was, I, I definitely remember a particularly difficult time when I was still pretty much a way victim, way in the bling game mm. and really feeling like I climbed a Mount Everest when it was basically only a, a one of the first plateaus. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember looking in the mirror and looking at my soul and looking at God and say, God, I'll do this, but make this worth the while, make this worth all this effort. And then I, w- I was like on a mission to help other people do this, but faster, easier, gentler, with less downtime. Because um, in, I was fortunate that I had the freedom to um, to do all this deep introspective work. And um, most people don't. They've got the responsibilities of jobs, of kids, of family, and stuff like that. And right. so that's what I've done. And I'm um, right. And it's the evolving thing. I, you know, every day I find something a little goes a little smoother and quicker and easier. But um, that's what I've done. It's fun. Right. And it is evolving. And, you know, that is that is the thing. There are a couple of things that I say consistently to people. Number one, enlightenment is not nirvana. It's it there. It's um, 
It's seeing it from a higher perspective. It's different. It's, yeah, it's not. And it's not a destination. No. Right. I honestly have been hearing six dimension. You know, so okay. we've heard third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension. First of all, there's no end to the dimensions because Correct. I agree with that. Okay. So we number them because we're in the third dimension and that's how we understand. Right. But it really is more fluid than that. It's like waves in the ocean. They come to shore, but then where do they go? <laughs> right. Go. Right. 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 And so it's all like, it's all fluid like that. It really isn't stratified. Like we like to stratify it. Right. Um, but it's once you let loose, you know, and what did someone say? Uh, what's that saying? Let go and let God. Right. Um, it is letting go and it is letting God and, and adding discernment right and adding intention mm -hmm. and adding boundaries you know spiritual boundaries emotional boundaries physical boundaries and a boundary is only a boundary if there's consequences when it's crossed right if it's if it's if there's no consequences when it's crossed then it's just a whim you know um emotional boundaries I have a, I, I agree with you on a, um, not on a spiritual I, level, but in the, when, I, when I do the energetic boundaries that take the kick me sign off your back, that's just like an elevation of self-respect. So you're putting an energetic boundary around yourself. Right. 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 And, right. And, and then you put a boundary around them and saying, yeah, you can be who you are. And um, I hope that you can see things my way, but if you can't, I still accept you. So right. take that power, that need for you, for them. For you to have them conform to you and you just say i deserve to treat my be treated this way this is my self-respect and um so that's how i do the energetic boundaries and you can say stop and yes yeah definitely definitely i had a gentleman i was working with and um he called and he, you know, he and his wife had a, had a clash and he said i came in she was all over me and you know one thing led to another blah 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 and she knows my boundaries. So when he was done, I said, so she crossed the boundaries. He said, yeah. I said, and you let her? And he stopped and went, okay. I said, you even let her set up camp. So were they really boundaries? Yeah. And he's like, what? I said, what are the consequences? Like, you know, when I come home, you know, you've had a tough day. You know, I need to unwind from work before you get all over me. And then we can have a conversation about what happened. You walk in the door and she starts. What's the consequences? You can go back outside. <laughs> That's right. It's that simple. And, and you don't just turn around and leave with anger. You say, honey, I know you had a tough day. So did I. You know my boundary. So I'm going to let you cool down for a minute. And I'm going to just walk outside while you do that. My first husband used to do that. He would come home and we'd be like, rah, rah, rah. and he'd like, he'd stop and he had like sparkly eyes and he was a really happy guy. And he goes, wait a minute. And I'd be like, what are you doing? And he goes outside, he comes in, hi, babe, I'm home. And he picked me up and he'd throw me across the couch and make passionate love. <laughs> we were young. <laughs> right, right. But he had the right idea. He did, he did. We didn't right. make it the long term, but that's, well, that's fine. 
that's fine. And you know, there every relationship has its pros and its cons, and it's just yeah. you know, can you can you get through the tough times? And if you're not, then it's just not meant to last long. That's all. Yeah, that's all. And so, so the bottom line is, um, you know, we all have the challenge of identifying beliefs and stories that we were raised with in order to conform and to comply. Then we have the opportunity as we become um, adults, right, and and become em empowered, if you will, uh, we have the choice to choose, right? But you have to become, you have to see it from that higher perspective, right? And um, that's why I really like the soul personalities because then you get to see their patterns of behaviors and what's important to them versus what's important to you. And so you can see relationships on the outside, but also the relationships within yourself mm -hmm. so that you can become your own sovereign queen. Right. And we're all archetypes. We're yeah. All so we, archetypes. And so we, we can have all our archetypes inside working together as a team, much like what you do when you put your sword down, right? Right. And right. so and to get that all working together. And once, you know, like in um, jujitsu, what I do is that they say, and I think this timeline has changed, um, 10 years to master yourself and then 10 years to master another. So I'm thinking it's like five years maybe or less. And it's accelerating so quickly right now. So quickly right now. It's just amazing. Yeah. Um, like I'll, like I was, um, I said, the end, I'm like, I think, I don't know. Well, I don't know what you think, but I think because I go into that void a lot and I got my DMT so activated, there's colors a lot and I go through portals and whatnot. And I'm like, and then in the, in the real world, I'll just set an intention. God, I really need help getting over this. And by the end of the day, I'm in it and it's clearing or cleared. Just, you know, whereas <laughs> before that was like months. Right. And a struggle. Yes. I, I'll hear things like when I'm when I'm coaching or you know and I don't even say coaching because that's not what I do but when I'm mentoring and working with with people I will oh you want me to tell this story tell the story and the client will be funny that you should bring that up and I'm like <laughs> no not really but okay <laughs> you know I had one I was talking to last week he's, he's like every time we get together we're like in sync I'm like Mm, yeah mm. <laughs> it's right? really cool I mean it's it's really really cool I, I'm very very happy to be alive I remember when I was in my 20s I was rafting whitewater rafting early in the season I was the only girl with a bunch of guys again and it was cold it was in the northern Trinity Alps on the Snake River just before the snake meets the Klamath and wearing a wetsuit and a helmet and yeah. um, by I, we hit some rapids and I got knocked out of the um, boat and I was I almost drowned I was caught like this yep and um I I was just about ready to pass out and then everything got quiet and I heard a conversation but I didn't hear the conversation but all I knew it was was I wasn't my time to die and that I needed it was didn't I want to be here for that beautiful thing that I was here for something special that's and I'm like you know, I was 24, right? Like, right. Sure. Like, so all ever since then, I thought, well, maybe it's my kids that are going to do something special because I didn't think it was, but it's me. I mean, along with everyone else like me. 
Right. And we're here for this big, great, beautiful awakening. Right. And it's um, right. It's we're at diverse. the beginning of, and you know, so we, so we can go on forever. So for me, I, I became aware that there was a major, it's called thinning of the veil mm-hmm. in 2012. Nice. Right. I was in San Diego and um, having lunch or something with a couple of other women coaches. And I looked at them and I, I got like the shiver. And I said, can you feel it? And they're like, oh, yeah. I said, change is like, holy crap. And they're like, the time for the feminine is coming. Yeah. And it's not women versus men, guys. Oh, no, no. It's, it's the, not at oh, all. It's the approach. It's the approach. When you, right. it's, it's the, it's that when you did that infinity loop, it's right. the, the yang, the masculine, and feminine, and the sweet spots in the middle. And it's dynamic. Right. Time for like, um, let's get it done. And there's time for leaning back and receiving. And right. it's the dance, right? Right. I love that. And so it's funny because that client is an, a dance instructor. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Right. Well, right. 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 Yeah. He told, he totally gets it. He's just totally um, into dance being a communication and dance being spiritual and, um, and, and, and feminine too. Very masculine, feminine, and, and switching roles. Um, I've yes. I've danced where I've let. I love it when I dance with a woman who knows how to lead, because I'll lead, then she'll lead, and there's a way to transition so that it's seamless, right? To to transition roles. And I can remember the first time I did it, someone was watching, and they went, "Like you guys switched roles leading." We're like, "Yeah, I didn't even notice." Right. Because there's certain moves where it's very easy to make that shift. And that's what life, life is communication. Yes. 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 And, you know, and it is like, and they say going in the flow, but I think it's more like leaning into the waves. Like what there's, you were saying. There's the ocean again, right? The ocean again. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of metaphors in my, in my martial art thing about the waves and the oceans. And, the, yeah. and and also the um, tornado, the vortexes and the triangles. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. We can get into sacred geometry. Oh, <laughs> so this has been awesome. This Gail. This has been fantastic. And I want to ask you if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Well, the simplest way would be go to gracemoskeller.com, which is on my, my thing right there. Um, and there's two ways you can start interacting with me. Well, actually three, you can, um, um, sign up to work with me or, you know, get a call and we'll do a vision thing. But um, I've got an eight day chakra cleanse that begins the awareness of what your negative attachments are and what the higher self, like the lower self, higher self, the survival versus the thriving is in the consciousness of your chakras up. And it's really easy. It's just, it's not meant to be a deep dive yet. Um, and um then, so there's that. And then I have, I'm just starting a stop, uh, three steps to stop self-sabotage. And um, it's all about, you know, going down to your core, finding your soul purpose and your soul um, characteristics and qualities and why you fight them and learning how to lift them in three steps. So there you go. 
Fantastic. That's awesome. So thank you so much, Grace. And thank you for listening to the Empowering Process podcast. If this resonated with you, give us a thumbs up. If you have a question, by all means, comment and we'll be happy to get back in touch with you. <laughs> if you know someone who could benefit from this, please do share it out. And like always, absolutely subscribe so that you know when the next episode is coming up. <laughs> this is Gail Craft from the Empowering Process Podcast and Grace, thank you so much for your time. Bye-bye, everybody. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.